0: I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily. Brought to you by Frontpage Studios. Hindenburg's report is continuing to bite Adani, even as it tries to assure investors that all is well. Now India's market regulator Sebi or the Securities and Exchange Board of India, is apparently investigating possible violations of related party transaction rules in at least three of Adani's offshore deals. A related party transaction basically means a deal between two parties who have a pre-existing business relationship or a mutual interest. And in India, which has so many family-controlled businesses, related parties can actually often be blood-related. So without transparency, there is a serious possibility of such transactions resulting in fraud, which is why Indian laws require for these transactions to be disclosed in regulatory and public filings. And they also require shareholder approval before a specified threshold. Now coming back to Adani, according to Reuters, the three offshore entities which are currently being probed are the Mauritius-based Krunar Trade and Investments and Gardenia Trade and Investments and the Dubai-based Electrogen Infra. Now, these entities allegedly have had several investment transactions with unlisted units of the Adani group. And in the centre of these entities is the conglomerate's chairperson, Gautam Adani's quote-unquote elusive elder brother, Vinod Adani. Now, unlike the younger Adani, the elder Adani maintains an incredibly low profile. He doesn't reside in India, apparently holds a Cypriot passport, and largely stays out of public view. But if you remember, he and his business dealings have featured heavily in the allegations leveled by Hindenburg Research. The report alleges that Vinod Adani, through several close associates, quote-unquote, manages a vast labyrinth of offshore shell entities. At least two of the Mauritius-based entities that are being currently probed by SEBI are also mentioned in the Hindenburg report. It's been alleged that these shell companies have no obvious signs of operations, but They have collectively moved billions of dollars into the Adani group's publicly listed and private entities in India, often without required disclosure of the related party nature of the deals. While he may play a big role for Adani from the shadows, Vinod doesn't hold a formal position in the conglomerate. In fact, in response to Hindenburg, the group even claimed that Vinod has quote-unquote no role in day-to-day affairs. There's more news about Adani. Adani Ports in SEC Limited reportedly completed the acquisition of Puducherry's Karaikal port after the National Company Law Tribunal approved the plan for the Adani Group subsidiary to pay 14.85 billion rupees to financial creditors. What importance does this port have? Well, expansion, obviously. Also, as per Mint, Karaikal has a strategic location as it is the only major port located between Chennai and Tuticorin. So, developing this port will give access to the hinterland of central Tamil Nadu. But most importantly, with this acquisition, the Adani group is perhaps trying to restore investor confidence. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hi, I'm Shawbury, and this is the Deep Dive for 3rd April 2023. The West is getting increasingly wary of China's debt trap diplomacy. Recently, the World Bank president, David Malpass, sounded the alarm on China's lending tactics in Africa, calling for increased transparency of the terms. Now, Malpass's concerns come at a time when several African countries, including Ghana and Zambia, are struggling to repay the debts to China. The pot got stirred when the U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris also visited Ghana and other African countries with an aim to reset relations. She expressed the United States' interest in investing in infrastructure projects in Africa. Along with that, she also talked about the U.S.'s desire to aid developing countries in debt relief by providing $100 million. Now look, Harris's visit to Ghana is no coincidence. After all, Ghana itself owes $1.7 billion to Beijing. But both Harris and the Ghanaian president refuted that the visit was a strategic move to check China. So what's the story here? What has gotten the World Bank worried? To begin with, China has single-handedly managed the majority of the infrastructure projects in Africa since the 1970s. It helped develop roads, ports, trains, a better power supply and telecom services. In fact, China accounts for 12% of the continent's total external borrowing, which is roughly $696 billion. In return, China has got access to vast natural resources. Based on a 2019 report by the Observer Research Foundation, China imported minerals like gold, copper, nickel and much more. And apart from Africa, China has also helped several other developing countries with finance and building infrastructure. For instance, it recently lent $700 million to Pakistan and restructured a $7.4 billion debt owed by Sri Lanka. And as we know, both these countries are also passing through a cash crunch. So what's the issue here? The United States is deeply concerned about China's lending playbook and its seemingly predatory nature. It believes that Beijing is using these tactics to increase its global influence. U.S. also fears that China could potentially use debt repayments as political leverage against distressed nations and own strategic assets. I mean, Beijing has already taken over Sri Lanka's Hambantota port when Colombo failed to pay back. Now, another thing that the U.S. is deeply sceptical about is China's contractual secrecy. China has a strict policy of non-disclosure, whereby it does not reveal the contents of its foreign lending contracts in public. Anna Gelpern, a foreign debt expert, states that such secrecy usually favours the creditors. It restricts the debtor nations from borrowing from other countries, thereby keeping them tight to China. Yikes! Now, as a response to these accusations and to prove its intentions, China has waived off loan repayments for about 23 countries and has been going out of its way to execute these bailouts. Now, the US is offering finance and development of infrastructure as an alternative to China maybe African nations will get some benefit from this superpower rivalry. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share this podcast with your friends and family. We'd also love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So please send us your feedback at hello@thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written, researched and produced by me, Shorbury and Akshay. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are TheSignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.